0: Alright, we're here back in the media room after UFC 194 quite remarkable show, quite remarkable show, we've just had two press conferences one for everybody else and one for Conor McGregor holding court, um, on the main microphone as well which uh, is normally reserved for Dave Schuller or or Dana White, I'm here with Robin Black who predicted predicted this fight correctly, again as he did with Holly Holm, Um, but surely you didn't think it was going to be this quick
1: I really didn't, I uh, you know, the breakdown, uh, Dana White hired me to do my breakdowns for first Ronda and then this one and it's going to be, I think, six or seven more so far, and uh, Cruz and Dillashaw being the next one. And it's, they're really fun to do. And when I dug into this fight, I kind of thought there was a number of things at play, uh, Connor's left hand being the biggest weapon, and Aldo's leg kick, and the way he pressures forward. I called it weight and trade. He comes forward throwing. But when you distilled it down, we ended the breakdown with the idea that it might just come down to power and chin versus power and chin of Aldo's right hand versus Connor's left hand after all other things. Things had kind of cancelled each other out. I certainly didn't think that would be immediate. But, lo and behold, you know, I'm a lowly man doing my best to break things down, and Conor McGregor is some other worldly beast, and inhuman or something. And uh, when I spoke to him, he... Uh, and I asked him about the breakdown, which he said he enjoyed. He said it was accurate, but he saw... Aldo's hand, right hand, if you can believe this, his right hand twitch at um, uh, their fa- when they were face to face at uh, the open workout, I believe. Right. And he said that that was a tell, and he said he was going to come forward hard with his right hand. And when he did, Connor wouldn't be there, and he would make him pay for it. So, y- you know, I'm happy to to uh, claim some type of, you know, tiny credit for getting a breakdown a bit right, but that man's a genius. And he said to my face that it was gonna go down just like this, and that is shocking and scary.
0: I mean, this is a sport that's evolving faster than probably any other sport on the planet. It's it's, it's a very young sport, in terms of its professional life at least. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're seeing evolution in technique, evolution in approach, evolution in how you promote yourself as an athlete. As a Conor McGregor, I mean, he stands on his own, doesn't he? Is there, is there anybody else you can think of in the realm of any sport who could compare with him as someone who's just... He's breaking the mold, isn't
1: he? He is. And, the you know, we talk about innovation, and he's innovating. The way we see the most innovation these days is technology. You know, the record company works the way it works for decades, and all of a sudden, uh, Napster comes along, and the Internet comes along, and everything changes. Um, you know, uh, the, the taxicab business has been the same as long as there's been cars, and all of a sudden, technology, Uber comes along, and the taxicab business is dead. Airbnb and hotels, I mean... We're in a time of disruption, and he Conor McGregor has taken some of those innovation concepts. Essentially, if we've all trained the same way for the last 15 years, we narrow it down to what we call perfection. It, especially particularly in the ideas of Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and wrestling, and the way they're strung together, we get to an end result. And that end result, at its peak, is kind of Jose Aldo, pound for pound great, built on all of those on the basic structure of jiu jitsu, Muay Thai and wrestling. the only way you will get you're really going to beat that and beat it soundly is to innovate around it and make it obsolete and I truly believe that McGregor's done that and I think he's done it in particular with a bizarre sort of heavily connected combination of confidence and movement and I think you know, people were already starting to see his innovation and, and um, be inspired by it and pursue it. Rockhold in fact has, if you look back and between the way he speaks and presents himself and the way he, mo- he uh, expresses himself physically, the biggest difference in Rockhold coming in tonight was uh, confidence and movement. And I think people are starting to see that. They're years and years behind him and he'll continue to innovate. But now come Monday, come tomorrow uh first 40 percent then 60 percent and then maybe 80 percent of fighters and coaches are going to start looking at different ways to innovate around what has become sort of the structure of the 2.0 MMA athlete how much credit does John Kavanagh deserve for this I mean this is a
0: guy who his profile has risen as as Conor McGregor's coach as a guy who's leading leading the gym over there in Ireland SBG and obviously Conor is his Conor is his star his star athlete right now Um, This is a guy who, I think think he might have been Ireland's first black belt. And uh, here we are. He's at the top of the game as an MMA coach. How much credit does this guy deserve?
1: I think John Cavanaugh deserves a ton of credit, and he is clearly a brilliant coach, Um, and in particular, he's the right coach for Conor McGregor. And could he make ten other Conor McGregors? I don't think so. But could he make ten other very, very, very good, continually improving, um, growth mentality-based fighters? I I think he could. Uh, But McGregor is uniquely special, and uniquely special athletes need the perfect coach. Some need a coach that they want to perform for and they want to please. Others need a coach that becomes more like a partner and I think in particular for as great as Kavanaugh is and I truly think he's a genius, I think some of his genius comes in finding just the right amount of leadership to allow or um, uh, sort of Urge Connor to take for himself, and that's a weird line to walk. I think Connor's the best in the world right now. I think he's unique, and I think um, he is very, very special. I said that, you know, four hours ago, and I said that four weeks ago. You can identify it. But, and so I'm not ready to yet talk about where it's going to end, but uh, uh, I think it's going to be important for Kavanaugh to find the right balance between letting this man's genius go out and express itself and m- monitoring it and not letting it go crazy. But. Uh, But McGregor is very, very special. And it's so funny. Only weeks ago we were discussing um, Ronda Rousey as a a once-in-a-lifetime athlete. And uh, I think that term would have been a lot more applicable to Conor McGregor. It's interesting.
0: Obviously, he's a European fighter. He comes from Ireland. I'm from the UK. So he's just across the sea from us. But how important do you see... I mean, obviously, you're you're Canadian, you you cover the Canadian market and you have your own view of your own market and you have a, a certain level of responsibility in some regards in terms of the coverage of the sport in your market. As someone who looks almost from the outside looking in at European mixed martial arts, how important is it that Conor McGregor continues at the top of the sport and how important is it that eventually we do see Conor defending his... One, well, this championship, or if he ends up becoming a lightweight
1: champion, that championship on European soil in the near future? Yeah, you know, I think talking to a Canadian who works in the business of fighting is probably the, the best insight because we had George St-Pierre. And George came along, and all of a sudden, fighting became one of our main sports. You know, ice hockey is our biggest sport, and it wasn't too far down from the hierarchy that suddenly when George was the best athlete that Canada had produced, that fighting uh, and mixed martial arts became the second biggest sport, arguably. George also carried it all the way in to do a stadium in Toronto to headline a stadium in Toronto so although Conor is innovative and unique the idea of uh, promotion and promoting combat sports is you know, something that you can trace and compare and Conor McGregor is nothing like George St. Pierre but the business of Conor McGregor for now is similar to the business of George St. Pierre but I'm very willing to say he's going to be bigger than that um He uh, is super important for Irish fighting. He's super important for European fighting. But I think he is right now. uh, I think it'll be by Monday morning. I think we can all agree that he's the biggest uh, star in fighting in mixed martial arts right now, globally. Fantastic.
0: And uh, moving on slightly from this fight, this this has been an unprecedented week. We've had three events in, in three days this week, and we've been here all week. You've been working with Fight Network, uh, churning out content galore. Just as just as we all have for our respective outlets. From a personal perspective, how have you found this week? Um, it sounds like they may be prepared to do this sort of thing again. This might become an annual thing in December. You never know. Um, how have you
1: found it? And uh, you know, what have been your personal takeaways from this from, from this week? Um, I've got a bunch of perspectives on it. It's been amazing. It really has. I think as a fight fan first, and I think that's how I. Can Categorize myself after being a good husband. Second, I think uh, I will say, being a fight fan, um, this has been amazing. You know, and and uh, we've seen Frankie Edgar have one of his best performances ever. We've seen the true rise of Conor McGregor as he, you know, stiffed the uh, the pound for pound best fighter in the world in 13 seconds. We've seen uh, young stars like like uh, um, Rose Yunus and Sage Northcutt come up. We've seen brilliant fights, brilliant fighters and veterans from all all different countries. It truly has been great. And as somebody who's obsessed with fighting and, and in, is on my own journey to really understand it and study it and and try to get good at, at sharing it with people, that deep immersion in fighting has been incredible. Like the deep immersion where if I have a new idea as, a, as an analyst, I can think about it, see it in an open workout, research it for a day, and then, and then watch watch it in real time on a Thursday night fight, see what happened, compare it to the way that it works with a more experienced fighter on Friday night, and then see it in action in a pay-per-view, and to be able to, you know, be so immersed that you can study multiple ideas and make multiple, um, you know, uh, present multiple questions and either find an answer or get a new question, it's like, for me, the fact that we can watch fights every weekend allows a certain amount of that to be able to watch three in a weekend allows a certain amount more and then as a jerk like as somebody who works in the media I've been able to hang out with good friends and and you know we work 14 or 15 hours a day which I think a lot of us are happy to do and then you go out and have some drinks share ideas with people I think this type of density of fights and fight related stuff allows a lot of growth in the fighters in the promotion in people who do what we do and it's pretty Fucking cool.
0: <laughs> and final one. Um, it seems to me, and it might just be, it just be, it might just be my perception yeah. of this, but I mean, you can give me your take on this. Um, leading into this event and and running through the week, it seems as if your own personal career and and in terms of as a as a fight analyst and, and as part of the team, it almost seems like you you seem to have. Risen up to a new level in terms of the uh, the feedback you've been getting from people, and you know, your I don't know how much your social yeah. media profile has grown over the last three weeks, but but it seems it seems to me like you seem to have developed a lot more notoriety, and seems to be getting an awful lot of love and respect from people out there, whether it's fellow journalists or whether it's just people out there on social media fight fans. I mean, how does that how does that
1: what does that mean to you? It's really crazy. It's uh, I thank you, thank you very much, and I've heard that a few times over the last this week, you know, personally from people, and it's weird, but I'll walk through the MGM Grand and in the course of getting from one end to the other, when the Irish fans came here, I guess it's because I've broken down Connor uh, three times and Gunner two or three times, or I don't know what it is, but I'm I've, I've po- posing for pictures with 50, 75 crazy Irish people on the way through. And even journalists who I've often called tomato cans because of their propensity to ask exactly the same questions all the time, uh, have complimented me. And it's a really huge compliment. I've focused on, like, I I get inspired by fighters. I'm immersed in it, and I'm studying it, and instead of looking at it and wondering who the next title shot is for, I try to study them and see how it can apply to my own life, and I try to share that message, so when fight fans watch fights and watch fighters, they look at it and say, if Chris Weidman could be facing Anderson Silva, and not sign a renewal contract and say I'll, I'll fight out the last fight of my contract against Anderson Silva because I believe in myself strong enough to uh, that I'm going to win, that this will change my family's life. Something like that. Or Conor McGregor saying it's about innovation, it's about constantly striving, it's about having confidence in what you do. Any of these things, you know, uh, these things inspire people and they inspire me and I've been pursuing, trying to get the, be the best that I can at this thing that I do which is analysis and I feel like by concentrating on the work I've I've, I've just progressed as an analyst and it's a really crazy big compliment to me that people are noticing it and it's strange because I was that weird guy who sung in a rock band seven years ago who was 38 years old and lost his first couple fights and I was ridiculed by people and I feel like all of a sudden I actually do understand how fighting works and I understand it in a unique way and I've figured out how to share it with people and it's really exciting for me and thanks for saying that.
0: That's all right. Well, it was a pleasure chatting to you before the event on Skype, although the Skype thing didn't work very well. Pleasure pleasure having a few beers with you this week and a pleasure chatting with you again. Um, Really good to meet you, and uh, we will definitely be uh, staying in touch as things progress, and hopefully we'll see you at a good few more events as as our careers continue in this great
1: sport. You too, my brother. Thanks for putting all that great work out there, and let me buy you a beer right now, and uh, let's do this more. I love chatting with you.
0: Great stuff.